I wrote that like he in- purposefully broke the boombox, but he it's accidentally like, broke it. He's like, I'm so angry. Yeah. No, Smash. he just he just doesn't want to use a boombox. <laughs> Welcome to Not Another Teen Drama, a podcast where we analyze the evolution of teen shows from the 90s until today. We're your hosts, Amy and Gina, and we're on a quest to watch the pilot episode of every teen drama. Today, we made it to the year 2017, and we will be discussing the pilot episode of 13 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons Why premiered on March 31st, 2017 on Netflix and ran for four seasons. It follows teenager Clay Jensen in his quest to uncover the story behind his classmate and crush Hannah, who died by suicide. Yeah, so this is one of the more controversial teen dramas. Yeah, I I guess we should just say up front, like, huge content, trigger warning for suicide, self-harm, probably sexual assault. Uh, Yes. I'll have the content warnings Mm -hmm. in the description for what we actually talk about, but um, if that's, you know, if that's something you don't want to like hear about or it might be triggering like please skip this like you don't need to listen if that's um not a subject you want to hear about uh, but we will also be talking about the controversy of like that the show exists and how they dealt with it but uh-huh yeah. it, it's interesting because when uh, when i watched this i watched it like when it was coming out like in 2017 me too and when I rewatched the pilot, they had a little disclaimer at the yes. beginning that wasn't there when I watched, yes. watched it the first time. Yeah, I agree. I was, I had heard that they'd added that, but I hadn't watched it because I hadn't, I haven't rewatched the show since it aired. And I did read on Wikipedia. So there are very graphic depictions of uh, suicide, sexual assault, bullying, um, and other things. And so a lot of mental health professionals reached out to Netflix and were like, hey, this is like very triggering content. You should have some type of warning, uh, trigger warning and all of this in front of in the beginning of the, the season or like the show in general. Mm-hmm. And this show premiered in what March of uh, 2017. And they didn't add that warning card until March of 2018. So okay. it took them a full year to decide to add that, which is concerning, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I mean, I guess it took a while for the controversy <laughs> to be, like, all stirred up, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, um, I guess um, so. But, to actually, like, respond to it. But it also is kind of shocking that, one, you would imagine... I mean, I did also read that there were, like... I mean mental health professionals were on set, which those people on set wouldn't necessarily have a say in the final edit. So like, that's not, that probably wasn't Mm -hmm. what they were advising on, but you'd think there would have been somebody somewhere that would have like looked at a final cut and been like, Hey, maybe we should add like a suicide hotline number or something to this. You know, like these were adults creating this, you know, like Mm -hmm. somebody or like the author of the book, that it's based on i'm sure he was involved in it so like i don't know it was it just a, it feels like an pretty obvious oversight in my opinion that nothing was added like i would have if there was something and then like people complained and they added more to it then maybe but i don't think there was anything initially 
No, I think, you know, a lot of teen dramas have controversial events happen in them, you know? Um, I think just with this one, they made it, it was was more graphic than in other shows. So I think they weren't really expecting maybe for there to be, like, a lot of backlash. Right, because other shows... there was, they were like, oh, like, whoops, (laughs) you know? Yeah, which... Yeah, no, I agree. That's probably what happened. I still don't think that's really an excuse for for that. Um, And, like, the scenes are very graphic. In 2019, they did remove the actual scene of the suicide that happens in the season finale Mm. of of the first season. Um, And... I mean, I remember watching that and being like, there's other scenes in the show that are also graphic. And it's just like, I understand the intention behind it is to like show the reality of these things happening, but also like you have to think about how that could actually affect someone watching. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you don't need to see it to know like what's happening. You know, agreed. And it's like a lot. Yeah, it's very jarring to actually see, see it like being portrayed instead of hearing, hearing about it, you know, or reading it. So, yeah, they should have been more careful about that. And I I did read that apparently studies like before 13 Reasons Why the show came out, like there was no like psychiatric studies that showed a causation between like fictional depictions of suicide and actual suicide rates. So I think they weren't really concerned with it because there hadn't been anything connected before. But then after the show aired, there was a study like tied directly to the show's release. And it did Mm -hmm. show a rise in suicide among teenagers by 28.9%, which is a pretty damning statistic. Like that's not like a glitch or subtle or and I think that's that's why they removed the scene because it was very obvious that it had an impact which Mm -hmm. yeah obviously they couldn't have predicted that but I don't know it's it's just unfortunate all the way around yeah I don't know but yeah what's what's your relationship to this show yeah, so I did watch all of it. I've watched all four mm-hmm. seasons, unfortunately. Um, I did. I watched them all as they aired. Um, I think I did like season one. I think season one got pretty good reviews. Like, I did enjoy watching it the first season. Um, I did, But I also didn't think those graphic scenes were a bit, even like as watching, I was like, this is a bit much. I don't really need to see this. It's like, there's just a lot of things that, especially when actors are portraying teenagers that don't need to be seen, you know, like mm-hmm. graphic sex scenes and stuff that teen drama sometimes have where you're like, I don't need to see this. Like you yeah. can imply it. And then as the show went on, I still watched it because as you know, I'm a completionist. Um, <laughs> but it did get... Uh, it was more, it turned into more of a hate watch, I will admit. Mm. Uh, so it got it went downhill. I also just like didn't need more seasons, you know, like it was based right. on a book. The end of the book was the end of the first season. Like they didn't need to add things. Um, and watching this pilot again, like 
it like a lot of the show is very upsetting and not even in that like oh some of the stuff i'm like oh i could see the intent but they probably didn't need to do that like some of the content is just like so up in like the later seasons is so upsetting that it boggles my mind that the writers and producers and everyone thought it was a good idea in the first place because at least like season one is based on a, on a book that like did well so you have that content to go off of the rest of the seasons are just like their own creation and it it just goes off the rails yeah i i only watched the first season so i don't know what happens in in the later seasons and i actually did read this book when oh. i was in high school okay so yeah and i remember liking the book i like <laughs> i remember i like read it and then i came back to class and and then my teacher was like oh like like what did you read like in my english class like my mm-hmm. teacher was like, oh, what did you read? And I was like, oh, this book about, like, a girl who commits suicide. And she was like, oh. And everyone was like, oh. And I was like, yeah, oh. It is kind of, like, you know, um, like, I don't know. It In in the books, it's, I think it, uh, it all happens in, like, one night. Like, he listens to all the tapes in one night. And it's, like, more so just her telling her story and not so much, like, I don't know, like, getting revenge or mm. stuff like that, you know? So it's it's not as um, intense, I guess, in the books. Yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah, the, the show, it was, like, pretty shocking. Like, how graphic it was. So, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I Yeah, I think the first season, it was, like, the acting was good and... Like, they did portray some things well. I think they yeah. were just, like, too graphic with it. I yeah. I agree. Uh, I, the acting was good. Catherine Langford, who plays um, Hannah, actually received a Golden Globe nomination. Which wow. I was kind of like, oh, wow. Like, I feel like teen dramas don't normally get accolades past, like, a Teen Choice Award. <laughs> or, like, maybe a People's Choice Award. Um, and a couple other things... Uh, that are less dark fun facts. Uh, I guess the other ones weren't fun at all. Uh, so these, I guess, are more fun facts. Um, it was filmed in Northern California. Um, okay. And it's also based... Um, so it was specifically specifically filmed in Vallejo, Benicia, San Rafael, Crockett, and Sebastopol, for those familiar with the Northern California Bay Area. Um, and it is based... I think they're in the East Bay. They're in, like... Probably not Oakland, but, like, a nearby suburb, I think. Because um, you see, I think, I think you see the Bay Bridge. You see a bridge on the bay. Okay. <laughs> in one scene where, like, Clay's, like, listening to the tape, which I don't know. I'm not super familiar with uh, geography. Yeah, it's, but. it says it's set in the fictional county of Evergreen, California. Okay. So, so. I think it's supposed to be East Bay. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it was filmed in the East Bay, so... Um, and then also, which something I'd forgotten, is Selena Gomez is an executive producer. Um, so she bought the rights to the book and then got it produced for Netflix. Um, which I think she was supposed to star in it um, because it was supposed to premiere like years earlier when she was like, uh, like believable as a teen. <laughs> Uh, but obviously in 2017, mm-hmm. she was, like, an adult, so she couldn't play in it, so she executive produced. But, 
yeah, that's it. Um, So we can get into the character breakdown. Um, We have Clay Jensen, who's our main character. We follow him throughout the, I think the whole season, or I guess all the seasons, he's like the main character. Um, But he's played by Dylan Minnette, who um, you might know from The Wallows. My... I am a personal fan of the Wallows. I do enjoy their music. The Wallows are pretty good. Yeah. So he's like the, I guess the like lead guy of the Wallows. It's like a three man band. Um, And most recently he was in uh, the dropout, the Elizabeth Holmes, like biopic TV series, um, which he was good in that. He's a good actor. So I enjoy him. Um, And he was also in Grey's Anatomy as a child. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we have Hannah Baker, played by Catherine Langford, who is um, the, like, she's the one that creates the tapes. She died by suicide before the, like, episode, like, before the show began. So the show opens with right. her already being dead. She's already, mm-hmm. um, But then we see her in flashbacks. Um, throughout the episode. Um, and Catherine Langford's Australian. I thought her American accent's pretty good. I didn't know. She yeah. Was Australian. Until I didn't know she later. was Australian. I think they, in the, in the opening, like, Oh yeah. She, morning, she, has, an she has like an Australian <laughs> accent. She's also in, um, uh, Knives Out, which is like a big movie. So oh, I yeah. haven't seen her in anything besides that. She was, wasn't she in Love Simon? Yes, she was in Love Simon. That's also what I know yeah. her from. Her character is like I don't know, like I like she's like the best friend. Yeah, character. her character's the yeah, the best friend that he doesn't want to date because for obvious reasons. <laughs> if you've seen Love Simon. <laughs> Moving on, we have Cat played by Georgia Wiggum. She's only in this episode because she's leaving. She's like Hannah's only friend and she's moving away so there's like a going away party and that's like part of the flashbacks mm-hmm. um, then we have Tony Padilla played by Christian Navarro who looks way too old to be a teenager <laughs> looks like a full grown <laughs> yeah, man he looks, in this he looks old. has many tattoos <laughs> which a lot Actually, of the characters, lot of have characters. <laughs> yeah I'm like wow like lenient parents I guess and these are all sophomores so yeah I guess their parents gave consent for their tattoos I don't know or they yeah. have fake IDs. Um, but there's this, like, wild theory that Tony's, like, not actually, like, a student. He's, like, a... Like, he's not real. Like, he's, like, an angel or something because he looks so oh. old that people are, like, I don't believe this man's actually a teenager. Like, he must be, like, some type yeah, of, Yeah, is like, he actually going to school? Or right, does he just hang around? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, he just kind of follows people around and, like, appears places. So you're, like, is he real? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and I think... I think Tony's not a character. Oh, in, in the, the book? Books. Because, like, or maybe he's, like, a side character or, like, a little mm. character, but, like, I don't think he really does much in the books if he's in mm. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we have Justin Foley, played by Brandon Flynn, who is a... He also has tattoos. He has, like, a nice chest piece. Chest tattoo. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't know what it says, but... Uh, yeah, we'd not zoom in far enough. But mm-hmm. he's a football player. No, a basketball player. I think he's also a football player. Basketball player, he's a jock. Doesn't really matter what yes. sport he plays, he's a jock. Um, and he's, I mean, 
uh, I mean, he's very attractive, so he's very much a heartthrob. Um, and Hannah's crush in um, this yes, episode. in this episode, yeah. Um, then we have Bryce Walker, played by Justin Prentice, who is another jock. He's friends with Justin. He's kind of the, like, he's, like, the team captain vibe. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's actually team captain, but, like, he's, like, kind of the captain of their friend group. The, like, the ringleader. The ringleader, yes. Yeah. And I will also say we don't quite get that much of him in this episode, but Bryce Walker is, I think, one of the most evil villains I've ever seen on TV. Mm. And that's, like, like, including... Like in all of TV? Like in all of... That's including, like, Ooh. friggin', like... I don't know, like super, actual superhero villains and stuff. You know, like mm. he's his character's yeah. just so insidious and so like and like because because it's also like rooted in like truth, right? Like this person, like Bryce Walkers, exist in high schools all across America, right? And it, that's like what makes it so scary is like we've all met this guy, you know, mm-hmm. um, and he's yeah. evil. Uh, yeah. And then we have Zach Dempsey, play Ross Butler, who's another jock. And yeah, Ross we, Butler, we had back a, again. <laughs> yes, a Ross Butler double feature these past two weeks. Yeah. Um, but this is the show he chose in the battle. And he's, of he's like playing like the same character as he does in Riverdale. That's true. A he's lovable like like a dumb jock. Yeah. Yeah, that is very mm-hmm. true. I think he's. I think Reggie's, like, supposed to be, like, kind of mean in Riverdale, and, like, Zach's not supposed to be mean, so, but, like, that's, like, the main difference, I think, but they're pretty much the same character. Yeah. Then we have Tyler Down, played by Devin Druid, who is the weirdo, like, he, I don't know, it's, it seems like he has friends, but he's still kind of an outcast. Yeah, He's, like, he, like, keeps to himself, mostly, and people make fun of him. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely, yeah, he's definitely bullied, but there's also, like, scenes where he, he, he's on the, the yearbook, and so he has, like, his camera, and he's, like, taking photos of people all the time, and there are, like, scenes where, like, oh, like, Tyler, take my picture, or whatever, so it's, like, I don't know. He's, like, not, maybe not friends, but people, like, want their picture taken, so he's, like, not, like, he's at the party in the party scene, so, like, he's not, like... Like, people won't kick right. him out of a party. Like, he's allowed to be around people, I guess. Yeah. He's <laughs> but, yeah. like, I guess he's kind of like the, like, slightly weird kid. <laughs> right. In high school. Like, Clay is like... But maybe he, like, wants to be weird also, you know? Yeah. Like, Clay Clay is, like, awkward, but, like, still, like, well-liked, I guess. Kind of. Mm-hmm. And, like, Tyler's awkward, but not quite well liked he's like tolerated maybe i don't know um but yeah he's like yeah he just takes pictures he is like very much we've seen that like kind of stereotype of the person that carries around the camera everywhere like he's that yeah person and usually they're like the more like alternative kid right <laughs> it's like oh i see life through a lens or something you know like right. something like it's like fake mm-hmm. deep you're like that mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything <laughs> Um, and then we have uh, Lainey Jensen, played by Amy Hargreaves, and Matt Jensen, played by Josh Hamilton, who are Clay's parents. And they're, like, 
the main parents we see. I mean, Clay's the main character, so we do see his parents. But since we're following him, um, his parents are very involved. And, like, they're just, like, very involved parents. Like, a lot of the kids' parents... Actually, it's not true. We do see a lot of the kids' parents throughout the show. But a lot of them are not super involved. And Clay's parents, like, want to know what's going on all the time. I mean, not in, like, an intrusive way. Just kind of, like, a general, like, parents are worried about their kid way. Um, and Lainey's a lawyer, which becomes relevant later in the season. And then Matt is a, um, like a therapist, I think, which is also relevant just like in general. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then we have, um, Kevin Porter played by Derek Luke, who is the guidance counselor at the school who we learn is fairly useless, but he's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have Olivia Baker played by Kate Walsh and Andy Baker played by Brian Darcy James and of course Kate Walsh famously from Grey's Anatomy the iconic Addison Montgomery um, so true I mean yeah. maybe she met Dylan Minnette on the set of Grey's Anatomy who knows I don't know if they overlapped at that all. would be crazy yeah <laughs> wild times um, but they are Hannah's parents and we kind of see them in the aftermath of everything. Um, and they are just trying to get answers about what happened at this point. Yeah. That, w- that would be so tough. Yeah. Yeah. And they just moved. So lose a child. Their, and Their family's yeah. new to town as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, we have Pam Bradley, who is the teacher of... Um, the communications teacher at the school, which is, I think, the only, one of the only teachers we actually see, played by Keiko Ajina, who is relevant because she plays Lane in Gilmore Girls, obviously. So a teen mm. drama alum here. Yes. Which I was shocked to see her when I first watched it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, she's like an adult. That's so weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. The teenagers become the, the teachers and the parents. Yeah. And I think she was actually kind of old to play a teenager. I think she was, like, close to 30 in, like, Gilmore Girls. So Oh, wow. It, like, yeah. you know, it checks out that she should be playing an adult now. But mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's wild. <laughs> I just love it when, like, former teen drama stars, like, play the adults in teen dramas. I think it's so fun. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's everyone. There's lots more characters that we didn't really meet in this episode, but they become, they're still, like, main characters um, later in the season. But I didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't have parts here, but, um, so I didn't mention them. But, yeah, they're there. They're in the background somewhere. Okay, so let's get into the plot. At Liberty High School, Hannah Baker's locker is decorated in remembrance. Clay goes to look at it, and Justin confronts him, saying he is not so innocent. The guidance counselor, Mr. Porter, shows Hannah's parents her lockers so they can gather her things. Clay goes to the bathroom and sees Tyler taking pictures out of the window. Bryce comes in and kicks Tyler out. In a flashback, Hannah trains Clay at their job at the movie theater. Yeah, so we... Like, Hannah is basically narrating the entire episode. So, like, we are mm-hmm. constantly getting her narration and, like, voiceover. Um, so a lot of, like, what happens is just kind of her monologue. Um, like, over just, like, uh, what's the word? Like, um, 
exposition shots. Like we see the school and we see the locker and then like it's just Hannah talking. Right. But yeah, Wh- her, which yeah. is a common like teen drama right. trope. Yes. Of the narrator. But I feel like in this one it's kind of hard because like you know she's dead. Yeah. But like her voiceovers make it seem like she's alive. Right. And then so it's like hard to like see that, you know. It's yeah. like like hard to come to terms with like the fact that she's she's gone right yeah and i i think like it takes a little bit to like not to figure it out i mean obviously like i've seen it before but i think it they make it pretty clear but also like you do see the flashback so it, it does i think it does get a little bit confusing in this episode and then they kind of clear it up as it like as the mm-hmm. episodes go on it's like easier to identify and we had justin like like, Clay is, like, looking at the locker with, like, the photos of Hannah. And Justin comes by and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't know, looking. <laughs> and he's like, you're not so innocent, are you? And Clay's like, literally, what are you talking about? And Clay's like, do you even know who I am? Yeah. Like, have we ever talked? He's like, yeah, he's like, you're Clay. And it's like, I don't know. As we see flashbacks, they do, not that they don't necessarily interact, but they are in, like, the same space so i'm like why like i guess it's like the trope of like oh the cool kid doesn't know the weirdo type thing but yeah it's, it's like, like we've been in the same class for 10 years yeah. and you don't know my name yet <laughs> right right um but but yeah clay's like confused about what he's referencing which later we find mm-hmm. out obviously um but yeah hannah's parents are just there to so like it seems like it's like days after it happened at this point um, because they're just going to clean her locker and like yeah. the teachers are saying, you know, you know, these are signs that you should look out for and like that kind of stuff. Um, so it's like, you don't really like, it's hard to know like what to do like that. That's why you get like, like, I think they do say, like, oh, there's, like, therapists and, like, psychologists here to help if you need to talk and stuff. Because, like, that's would be the best route. Because while teachers can be equipped as they can to, like, help, like, handle this type of thing, it's, like, most teachers don't have, like, a psychology degree. Yeah. Or pra- have practiced. Like, they can all. provide some, like, comfort, but, like, they can't really, like, you know, like, analyze or, like actually help the students that much if if they're like really going through it right like they should be trained to identify signs but like you should at that point refer them to a psychologist which the guidance counselor i don't i imagine he probably has a degree they probably mention it later i don't remember he probably has some type of degree to be a guidance counselor but i don't know what that requirement is yeah, I'm not sure. My high school did not have one but of those. That's for sure. A guidance counselor? We had, like, college counselors that, like, helped you, like, prep your college applications. But, like, we didn't have anyone that actually, like, like oh. helped you, like, in that way. I mean, we had, once again, if you have not listened before, I went to a Christian high school, which obviously colors everything they did. But we had, like, pastors that were, like, there to spiritually guide you. But, like, those people don't have psychology degrees. Like, they're not actually, oh. like, equipped to help with, like, act- yeah. like, mental health issues. Yeah, we had guidance counselors, but I only met with her, like, one time, and it was, like, she she would help people, like, pick their classes kind mm. of things. 
I mean, she might have done, like, more emotional things as well, but, mm. yeah, I didn't know her very well, so I never really talked to her. Yeah. I mean, maybe we did. I don't know. Like, I mean, I never saw... <laughs> you probably had some some sort of thing. Uh, yeah. That's all to say that there should be good psychological help in high schools, um, which, I don't know. I imagine, like, America doesn't fund that appropriately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, and we just see like a couple other students, like Tyler, kind of awkward kid, taking. He's like sitting in the window of the bathroom, right? And he's like taking photos out of the window <laughs> from the bathroom. Public bathrooms usually. Like, the windows are very tall, right? Or, like, in bathrooms in general, usually the windows are very tall so people can't see in. Right. So he has, so he has like, sitting, he's, like, sitting up, like, on the stall or something, right? And, like, looking out. I don't even think it was a stall. I think he's, he's sitting on something. Maybe it was a stall. But, yeah, it's, like, why, like, it, it's really the scene was to establish that Tyler's weirdo. And I don't, we yeah, don't, what would he be taking pictures of? Like, that's people... What I was, on the lawn, maybe? That's outside? what I, I assumed it was at the football field outside. But also, I'm like, isn't everyone in class? I guess maybe people at PE? Maybe he's taking, like, pictures of birds or something. Oh, uh, that's true. I don't know. But... Yeah, but it's an odd place to be sitting. I, I <laughs> taking found, pictures. I found this scene so odd. Because it was basically, like, Tyler's a weirdo. Like, also just, like, having a camera in a bathroom, which is, like, a bad... A bad look. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Yeah, like, okay, Tyler's weird, Clay's going to the bathroom because he's nosy as heck, you know? Like, he left class because he saw the bakers walk by, and then he's like, oh, like, like he's not subtle at all. He's like, I'm going to sneak around and do things. I'm like, no, Clay, like, what? So then he goes <laughs> to the bathroom, and then Bryce comes in on the phone, and he's like, he kicks, he's like, Tyler, what are you doing? Get out of here. And so we're like, okay, Bryce is the bully. Tyler's the weird kid, and Clay likes to eavesdrop. Like, this is what's established in this scene. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Bryce, we assume it's on the phone with his parents. He's like, no, stay in Aspen. Everything's fine here. And it's like, first of all, it's definitely not fine, Bryce. Like, whatever. Which we no. find out later his parents suck, but, like, most of their parents suck. Um, but we also know he's rich because his parents are in Aspen. Yeah, and that's where rich people go. Yeah. Go to ski Skiing specifically. Like, mm-hmm. if they live in the East Bay and you're going to ski, you're going to Tahoe if you're, like, I mean, still, like, have money, but, like, you're, like, a normal, like, rich person. Like, you're going to Tahoe to ski. Right. But, like, if you're a rich rich, you're going to go all the way to Aspen. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it just, like, sounds nicer, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Aspen. Sounds fancy. I imagine it is. I've never been. Me neither. I've never been to Colorado. Neither have I. Oh. <laughs> Do we go? Colorado trip <laughs> to Aspen? <laughs> no. And then we see, like, how Clay knows Hannah. So they met at their job at the movie theater. Which, that's a fun job for a high schooler. I think so. Mm-hmm. You could probably get free movies. That's nice. Yeah. You could probably yeah. sneak into Rated R ones easily, too. Ooh. True. And they wear this, like, nice getup of a like a red velvet like vest and like a bow tie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah very like old old school theaters 
yeah, it, it seemed like an indie theater. Like, they weren't working at AMC. Oh, what, there was a name for it. I didn't write it down. There was, like, so it sounds, like, very, like, indie, like. Oh. Like, yeah, independently owned. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, you know, they don't have to wear, like, ugly polos like AMC employees. They wear Aww. fancy vests. <laughs> Actually, I don't know what AMC employees wear, so I don't know why I, like, I think they did out. wear some kind of, like, polo. <laughs> Like yeah, a red probably. polo, yeah. Yeah. With a little name tag. I mean, I know I had to wear an ugly red polo when I worked in customer service, so. <laughs> at home, Clay finds a package at his front door. It is a shoebox filled with cassette tapes. He borrows his dad's boombox and plays the first one. He hears Hannah's voice and learns that each side of the tapes is dedicated to a person and a reason she died. He breaks the boombox and rides his bike to Tony's house and steals his Walkman. <laughs> I wrote that like he imp- purposefully broke the boombox, but he it's accidentally like, broke it. He's like, I'm so angry. Yeah. No, Smash. he just he just doesn't want to use a boombox. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, what do I do with this cassette tape? <laughs> right. He's like, Dad, do we have like a, a boombox? Well, he's like, he wants you- to like go into the garage and find an an old one. I found I found this really funny because he's like asked, he's like, Dad, what is that thing you play music on when you're like doing yard work? He's like, oh, my boombox? And I was like, that's exactly what my dad does. Really? Like, I think <laughs> now he probably uses his phone. But, like, for, like, up until, like, fairly recently, like, we had this boombox that was very similar to the one Clay has. And, like, my dad would just put that out on the in the yard, like, on a table and listen to that when he was, like, mowing the lawn or, like, cu- like p- pulling weeds or something. Um, yeah. So this is very relatable to me, having a dad that used a boombox. <laughs> I used to have a boombox. It probably doesn't work anymore, though. Yeah. Rest think... in peace, the boombox. Bring it back. Yeah. Like, record players came back. Next is boomboxes. Yeah, true. <laughs> Honestly, tapes are very, like, inconvenient to use, though. Because you always have to, like, rewind them. Mm. Yeah. And then they, like, get too old and then like all the tape like comes out of them right so. yeah i uh i uh i'm watching the new season of stranger things and oh cassette tapes and walkmans are very relevant this season oh nice so, yeah relatable yeah. content <laughs> yeah and poor clay he's like very scared he's like he's like what do i have to do with hannah's death like like what is she gonna say yeah it's like it's like i didn't i didn't do anything but it is it is interesting it's not i mean they don't really they don't say it in this episode but and obviously he doesn't know like who else has listened until he like listened to the tapes because it's like the people like that are like that the tapes are dedicated to um but everyone else like listens to the tapes in one night and then passes it on right because Mm -hmm. like it's supposedly only been a few days since like hannah died and so each night like it's passed on because people listen to it in one night they send it over and it keeps going through the list and so i forget what number clay is i don't remember but i don't he's i don't he's not number 13 so like he's somewhere in the middle um yeah at least a couple of them have listened to it yeah. Right, like Justin because he was acting weird, and um, oh, and Courtney. Courtney, I don't mention her. She was this, also acting weird. Which, yeah, so they listened to Clay's tape. Um, yeah, but Clay takes the whole season to listen to it, 
which is like we don't know i mean i don't know how long but multiple days and so everyone's like clay you got to keep listening to it and it's obvious that i mean not that clay's like the most effective because i think they're all very affected by it but he i don't know i guess he like processes differently than everyone else yeah i feel bad for him his mental health is like really going through it this season he's like seeing things that aren't there and like which He's, becomes like, a thing throughout panic all attacks. of the seasons. He does, like, his hallucinations get worse. Oh, um, no. Like, later. I don't mean to laugh. That's, like, a very serious issue. But, um, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it, it is rough. And I don't know. It's, like, hard. It's hard to say this in this episode. But, like, Clay kind of sucks. Like, throughout the, like, when you get later on. Um, mm. not, and not to, like, say he's, like, a bad, I mean, he's just, like, an unreliable narrator, right? Like, that's just, like, mm-hmm. a typical character, like, yeah. typical, like, main character. Um, and not to say that lots of people in this show suck, um, but Clay's particularly annoying. He doesn't do anything, like, terrible compared to what other people do in the show, but he just has, like, kind of an annoying presence, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like Clay, in comparison to a lot of the other characters, is very, like, passive. He's mm. just, like, going, like, you know, he, he's just a vehicle for us to, like, see right. all the other characters, yes. right? So, yeah. Yeah. He, he's also very, like, self-righteous. Like, he mm. has the attitude, which you kind of see, like, in this episode, like, he kind of goes, well, I could have nothing to do with this. Like, why would Hannah include me? And it's, like, maybe you listen and you find out, like, her uh, perspective, Clay. Like, that's the point Clay. of the tapes. Um, <laughs> and, but the other thing is, like, we didn't see the rest of the characters listening to the tape. So we don't actually know how they react. Like we see how they talk to Clay afterwards, but we don't see Justin listening. So we don't see his initial reaction to listening to the tapes. So right. that's also like different. Yeah. And she even says, like Hannah says in the tapes, like, oh, you probably like don't know why. Right. You're on this, right? It's like, oh. Yeah. And, and we learn that there's... um I guess seven tapes and there's two sides to each tape and there's 13 sides that have content on them. And each mm. side is another person. Um, yes. The 13 spoilers, one reasons. person gets two tapes or do two people get two tapes? At least one person gets two tapes. Um, so extra, some extra special blame on them. Oof. Uh, but yeah, it, it, but it would be pretty shocking to like, be like, what is this? And you put in the tape and you hear like, a dead person's voice like that's a little bit startling yes i imagine mm-hmm. and then he steals tony's walkman <laughs> he's like right. so he's like not subtle about it right. at all i'm like clay come on <laughs> he just like stuffs his walkman into his pocket and like tries to leave right like, he thinks he's being inconspicuous throughout this whole show and he never is almost no never. yeah Oh, Clay. It's bad. But it's, like, he saw that, like, Tony had, like, Tony drove him home earlier, and he saw, oh, Tony listens to cassette tapes. How how weird and retro. And then, like, he goes home, he's like, oh, wait, this could be useful to me. I'm going to steal it. Because, like, he doesn't want Tony, like, if Tony asks why, he'll be like, oh, these, like, tapes that Hannah Baker made. Like, he obviously doesn't know Up that Tony something. It is an interesting... Uh, like, Hannah was like, I don't know, guys. I'm giving you the tapes. you got to figure out how to listen to them. That ain't my problem now. Like, Yeah. 
yeah, that part's interesting as well. She's like, oh, like, I don't want this to be easy for you. Right. Like, yeah. I purposely put them on cassette tapes because they're not, like, that accessible. Well, and, like, you have to go out and find a device right. to play them on. And also, like, it's not easily shareable, right? Like, she says, like, oh, like, an MP3 would be too easy. But it's also, like, that could spread so quickly amongst the student body, which she obviously understands how digital files like, can spread quickly. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think it's strategic and a little bit, like, like you have to put up with this, you know, a little bit. Gotta but work for it. Is that the reason she gave in the books or the book about, like, the tapes? Do you remember? I don't, it might have been for, like, not, for them not being easily shareable, but I think in the book she gives the Walkman with the tapes. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, so you don't have to go out and find one. That makes sense. From what you said, like, on, like, the show being more intense and, like, because this is a little bit, like, revenge-driven, I feel, in the show. Right. It, but in the books, it's not, you said. Yeah, not as much. And the the book did come out in 2007. So mm. at the time, cassettes were probably a little bit easier to Easier to find, find yeah. Because, like, to. CDs would have been the most, like, relevant. Like, yeah, I think, like, when I was a kid, I still had, like, cassette tapes and, like, players and stuff. Yeah, so, like, I in def- the early 2000s, yeah, right? 2007 would have been easy. You much easier, more easily found something to play a tape. Mm-hmm. I mean, my grandpa still has a stereo that plays tape, so, like, they're around. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my old car, like, 1990, <laughs> has, like, the cassette tape Oh, yeah. Player. My car in college only had a cassette player, so I had to use a cassette tape yeah. in it, you know? So. Good old 90s They're not that right? old, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> On Clay's way home, he continues listening and crashes into a car, hitting his head. He learns he needs to pass the tapes on once he finishes, and if he doesn't, they will be released publicly. Hannah also says he's being followed. Clay follows the map Hannah left and thinks a car is following him. He veers off the road and a- he veers off the road to avoid it. Yeah, so listening to a Walkman while riding a bike is maybe not the best combination, especially when you refuse to wear a helmet. And he's, like, having, like, he's, like, panicking yeah. at the same time. Yeah. He's, like, what's going on? <laughs> he, like, swerves. He's not yeah. paying also, attention. Also, he's not, like, very, like, we, we, we see him during the daytime, and he's not really cautious when driving on the road, and then we see him riding, like, when it gets dark, and he's just the same amount of caution. Um... And, yeah, he, like, flips over a parked car and, like, hits his head. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm like, sir, you have a head wound and probably a concussion. Yeah. Yeah, he has, like, a huge gash and he's, like, bleeding. Yeah, Mm-mm. which obviously was strategic on the point of the writers because now he has to wear, like, a big bandage in this, like, timeline. And then in the flashbacks, oh. he has, like, a normal-looking head. So you can tell That's the difference. True. That's true. He also, like, smashes the, the Walkman on the ground, you know, when he flies off the, the right, bike. But it's I'm like, works. you just stole that from your friend. <laughs> and then you, like, broke it. And then you're going to well, break it, yeah. They're not that hard. Yikes. They're not that easy to get in 2017, Clay. You can't just break Walkmans yeah. left and right. Mm-mm. And this is when she says on the tapes, you know, you once you finish it, you got to pass it to the next person in the list. 
And if you don't, like, she says, like, a trusted person has a copy of the tapes. And if it doesn't continue being passed, then that person will release the tapes publicly. And, like, all of your, basically, all of your, like, shame will be <laughs> revealed. Yeah. Um, and Oof. and then she says, don't, like, don't worry, Clay, you're being, or I should say Clay, but she says, don't worry, you're being followed. Like, so, that like, the person, the trusted person is watching you listen to the tapes. Yeah, making sure you listen. Yeah. Um, mm. Which we don't find out until a little bit later who that is. So, stay tuned. Spooky. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is a like I imagine they're just they're in like a very safe suburb somewhere. I mean Evergreen or whatever you said the fake town mm-hmm. is. Um so like yeah, he's just riding his bike around at night, like sitting in like parks alone. And I'm like I personally would not do that, but I guess a white teenage boy is fine doing that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess he feels safe enough. <laughs> yeah. And he also puts on, like, his helmet without, like, cleaning his wound. And I'm like, sir, you are asking for an infection. Like, literally, what are you doing? He's not Um, the brightest. In a flashback, Clay goes to Kat's going away party at Hannah's house. This is where Hannah met Justin, the subject of the first tape. Bryce flirts with Hannah, but Kat warns her to stay away. Kat can tell Clay likes her, but he doesn't want to say anything. Zach and Justin fight in the sprinklers, and Hannah is charmed by Justin. Yeah, so Hannah is new in town, right? Yes. And like Kat is her is the only person she knows in town like over the summer. I, I just, yeah, I think they or, like, met from oh, beforehand. I think they met they must have met at the beginning of when she first moved. So they and she said she's been there for or in the in the movie theater scene she said she'd been there for two months so i just yeah i guess like maybe they met at the beginning of summer and then cat is moving away at the end of summer so they knew each other for like a total of three months i assume mm, yeah it's unclear yeah unclear but cat is her only friend besides clay yes. who like she knows from the movie theater and then she's like throwing a house party i guess to make some friends like I before think, school starts yeah i think cat it's cat's going away party but she threw it at hannah's house so that hannah would meet more people oh, okay before like cat left so she's like oh i'm throwing this party so you can meet people from the high school then i'll leave and then you won't be alone basically mm-hmm. um and then we also learn that the reason clay doesn't wear his helmet is because like hannah teased him for wearing a helmet before like in the flashbacks Oh, right. So she called him Helmet, and then he was like, Well, wearing a, a helmet is uncool. I, I gotta not do that anymore. And it's like, Clay, no. <laughs> um, Don't die. Don't die because a girl I think teased you. Isn't it like the law or something? It <laughs> to is wear the a law. But like, if you're under 18, you have to wear a helmet. So I feel like everyone should have to wear a no. helmet. Safety like, first. I, we should get adults being ticketed for not wearing helmets. Safety first, folks. Honestly, like. Like, when I see people, like, on the road, like, dr- like um, riding their bikes, like, without a helmet, I'm like, that's so unsafe. It's <laughs> Like, I would, I would not do that. Truly. Yeah. I'd yeah, feel. I guess it's one thing if you're, like, on a bike path somewhere and, like, the biggest mm-hmm. risk is, like, you, like, hitting a rock and, like, tumbling a little bit. You're pro- Like, ideally you'd wear a helmet, but you're probably fine. But, like, hitting a car is a whole other scenario. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in college, like, no one wore helmets. 
you know, when we were riding around campus. Right. But I did get into a few, like, bike accidents. But they oh. were never, like, that serious. Oh. I never got, like, really injured. You but... have to share insurance and, like, all the cops. <laughs> no, no. But it's because, like, you crash into, like, other bikes, right. you know? So, like, you, like, fall off. You might get, like, a skinned knee. But usually you're not, like, hitting your head or anything. Yeah. But wow. with a we've car. Had, we've had a lot of bike content recently. Recovery Road, learning how to ride a bike. In this, yeah, play, he rides his bike everywhere because he doesn't have a license. Yeah. I think he does get a license eventually. Oh, I guess he's a sophomore, so he probably isn't old enough. Um, yeah, I guess a lot of teen dramas, you know, they can't they can't um, drive a car yet, so they have to ride their bikes. Right, they got it. But then they, that begs the question: How does Tony have a license? <laughs> he's old. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's like a senior. I don't know. No, he's in all four seasons, so he's the same age as them. Oh, yeah. How does he have a license? Well, he Maybe he, been, like, like failed a, year, a few grades. Yeah. If he got, like, held yeah. back a year, he'd be 16, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many questions. Tony it's it's adding to the theories that he's a, he's, he's a guardian angel. He's a guardian angel, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we meet... This is when we meet Justin... Or I guess we saw Justin in the first scene, but we meet Zach for the first time in this scene. Um, I don't think he actually talks, but he's there. <laughs> yeah. Like, Kat's trying to set Hannah up with Zach because right. Hannah is dating Justin. Right. I mean, sorry, Kat is j- dating Justin. Kat is dating Justin. Or, like, yeah. Yeah, but they break up because she moves, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I know, like, this part always makes me a bit sad because I'm like, oh, like, Cat leaving is, like, the catalyst for, like, all the bad things, like, that oh. happen. And so I'm always like, what what would have happened if Cat never moved? Dude, <laughs> and we actually don't even get Cat's perspective, like, from the aftermath. We only see her in the flashbacks. Yeah, because Cat doesn't come back. Cat, no. Yeah. That's... That is interesting. Hmm. Because, like, yeah, because Cat is dating Justin, so if... Cat never moved. Hannah would never have gone on a date with Justin. Right. Kind of thing. And, like, she probably would have gone on a date with Zach. And we find out later that she does, like, have, like, a fling with Zach. And it is actually fairly positive. So mm-hmm. that could have worked. So. Oh, yikes. But, yeah. I mean, I will give her. Justin is very charming. Um, and I, I truly, I mean, like. I mean, even in this episode, like, from what we see of Justin, he's not, like, necessarily, like, a bad person. He just, like, is with the bad... He's in a bad crowd. Yeah. He has, like, bad influences. Yeah. And he kind of goes along with it. Right. Which, Which, like, is, again, also not an excuse because he should be able to stand up and be like, no, that's wrong. Which, like, you can Mm -hmm. tell he thinks it's wrong, but he's not willing to stand up, which is its own issue. Right. And it it is very high school, I guess, you know. It's hard to say no to your friends. But we do. We do learn a lot more about Justin in, like, the later seasons. And I will say Justin is, I think, my favorite character by the end. Oh. Uh, Okay. Which we can get to spoilers later. Um, But he is, like, yeah, he does some shitty stuff. And, like, we see in this episode, like, he's not, like, they're, I mean, it's his tape. These are the bad things he did. And they're not, like, they're not good they're also not the worst thing that like not to compare people's like decisions but they're not the worst things that are on these tapes but they're also not good because they're on the tapes like nothing on this tape on the tapes are good um 
but I think like he's able throughout the seasons he's able to be surrounded by better group of people and that like helps him like become a better person um Mm -hmm. and i feel like like the show does a lot of redemption arcs which i think in tv shows people like to see redemption arcs but they're not always warranted or needed and i do think the justin redemption arc is done pretty well and i I think it like makes sense and a lot of the other redemption arcs like are truly unnecessary and unwanted in my opinion. Um, so that's all I'll say about Justin for now. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. We also meet Bryce who is the devil incarnate. And of course he yes. starts with Hannah. Of course. He's like, yeah, he's the captain of the football team and a rich kid. Yeah, which also, like... Just a gross guy. It is interesting how, like... I was... Was I... I think I might have been watching a YouTube video or something where they were talking about how, like, teen drama is... Like, we know, we've talked about this in the past. Like, they start the... the they like to start the um, characters off as sophomores a lot because they want three good high school years to, like, have the show. But they, like, freshman mm-hmm. is, like, too young. Um, yeah. But then they always make their characters, like, I think we talked about this in the Riverdale episode. Like, they always make their characters, like, captain of the cheer squad and captain of the football team. And you're like, sophomores aren't captains of things. Oh, like, true. <laughs> that's not how things work in high school. But they, like, they want to assert dominance of, like, someone. And so that's the way they do that. Which, like, I guess mm-hmm. you could be, like, captain of JV, but that doesn't sound as cool. Like... You got to make him captain of varsity when it's like, yeah, hmm, hmm. that's not how it, that's not how it works. Like, unless you're like an extraordinarily good, like player, but even then the coach probably wouldn't even make you captain. Yeah. Because you're too young. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But both Kat and Clay are like, no, this man is bad news. Stay away from him. Yeah. (laughs) like, not Bryce. In a flashback. Hannah stalks Justin's schedule so she, so she will run into him. He offers to give her a ride home, but she takes the bus instead. Justin follows her onto the bus and asks for her number. She leaves him on the bus saying she doesn't actually take it. He calls her later and they meet up at the park. He takes her picture while she's on the slide and they kiss. Yeah, so Hannah becomes a bit obsessed with Justin. I mean, not not anything, like, creepy. I mean, I don't know. Borderline creepy. She does print out his class schedule from the office, so that's a little bit much. <laughs> but. Yeah. Or, like, social... Yeah, she runs into him, like, when he's leaving his class and stuff. Right. Which, yeah, I, I think is pretty, like, average teen behavior. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Their, like, whole dynamic is kind of, like, she's, like, very witty, and he's kind of, like, a dummy jock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he, like, he keeps up with her, but it takes him a minute, you know? Which mm-hmm. can be, like, pretty, like, can be pretty charming, which I understand why Hannah is, like, kind of charmed by that. Because, and then she is, like, uh, kind of mysterious, because she's, like, the new girl as well, so he's, like, intrigued by that, I think. Yeah. And I mean, this scene is pretty cute. Like, he's like, hey, I'll give you a ride home in my car. And she's like, no, I take the bus. And then also, he, like, like, jumps out of the car. It's Zach's car. He's offering a ride from Zach, yeah, not yeah. even from him. 
Yeah, true. He's a scrub. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, he run, He jumps out of the car and then goes onto the bus to sit with her. And then she's like, just kidding. I don't take the bus. <laughs> and then, like, the door is closed and he has to take the bus. Yeah. <laughs> when she's like not on it. <laughs> yeah. I thought, yeah, I, I forgot about this. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That's pretty clever. Yeah. But it's, it, she, because I feel like it's a little bit of a test. It's like, oh, like, does he like you enough to follow me onto the bus? Which he does, obviously. Yeah. Um, which honestly, like, I kind of feel like Justin and Hannah could have worked out if, like, Bryce was not an asshole and, like, involved. You know, like, if he didn't meddle in it, then, like, it would have been fine. I am not necessarily fine, but, like, it might have actually turned into something. Right. Because it seems like they do like genuinely like each other right. they have like a crush right yeah um i think justin is just like too immature yeah i think he is and then we also do we do see like later like that he comes from like an abusive household and there's a lot of other things playing into like the way he is and so it mm. is like it's it's like a very like they they do like create very complicated characters on this show because on one hand, you're like, you know, like, he needs to stand up. He needs to not let Bryce, like, do these things when he doesn't want him to. But then it's also, like, okay, you're coming from a household where, like, if you stand up for yourself, like, you're literally beat. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. like, you know, like. And Bryce is, like, a very. Aggressive. Like, abrasive. Yeah. yeah. So, so you it's hard see, to stand up to him. Exactly. You could see, like, the, tr- the trauma and, like, the triggers that would cause Justin to act the way he does. So it's. Yeah, and, you know, because then you don't, you have, like, sympathy for, like, an empathy for Justin, who has this, like, hard home life, but then you have Bryce, who's an asshole, when, like, yeah, maybe his, like, parents aren't as present as they should be, but he's wealthy beyond measure, and, like, has, like, you know, live-in, like, maids and stuff, so it's, like, I don't really feel bad for him, you know, like. yeah. And, well, at least from what I've seen, they don't really give, like, Bryce a good reason for why he acts the way he does, right? He's just, like, no, a, a I bad think guy. He, he acts the way because he can get away with it, which isn't yeah. a reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's also a real thing. Like, right. you know, sometimes people don't have a reason. They're They're just, like, bad people. Right. And I think that's, like why Bryce is so scary because that those people exist. We see them in, Mm -hmm. you know, in politics, in, you know, the news in, you know, it's just like a very real person that you come across. Um, so as much as I hate him, I do think they realistically portrayed that type of person. Yeah. And I, if I ever see that actor in anything, I will hate his guts. I swear. I'm so sorry <laughs> no. to this actor. Like, it's not your fault because you portrayed the evil Bryce so well, but I just can't watch you anymore. Because <laughs> it's like, it's so, it's like, it is like, he's so convincing, which is his yeah. job. He's an actor. Like, he did it well. But, oof. Oof. I, I'm like looking at the, the actor's Wikipedia page and he hasn't like acted in anything after. I wonder if he got shoehorned into, like, evil or narcissistic yeah, white man or some, something. Sometimes it's, like, hard to see. Yeah, it's hard to see the actor that, like, who played a character you hate in another right. role. So, uh-oh. Yeah, well, I mean, I do think he's good. So I do hope hope he gets work, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
breaks. You need maybe we need a break, you know. From seeing him on the TV. Right, right. It's been a couple years since the last season, so soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. In the present day, Tony checks on Clay at the park. He says to be careful when he listens and rides, and that he is getting close to side two. Clay overhears Justin and Zach talking about the lawsuit at school. In a flashback, Justin shows Bryce the photo he took of Hannah at the park, and Bryce sends it around. Everyone can see up Hannah's skirt in the photo. Yes, so Hannah included a map with the cassettes, and then they kind of lead around town to where all the significant events happened. So her date with Justin was at the park. So Clay has to, like, sit at the park and listen to the tape. (laughs) Like, listen to what happened. Yeah, and... uh... Yeah, I mean, I mean, we do see the date. The date is like, you know, it's like a cute, like, oh, they have crushes on each other, like we said. Um, but then Clay is just start staring at like a dark, like playground. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then Tony, like, he sees. So like we, both in the scene before, like Clay thinks he's being followed, and like it is Tony's car. So, but it's dark, so we can't tell. So Tony does drive up and come out of the car, and is like, "Hey, Clay." Like, be careful out there. You don't want to crash your bike again. <laughs> it's like, oh, shoot. Um, and he's like, oh, you're at the park. Hmm, I guess you're getting close to sight, too. And then Clay's like, what? How do you know about the tapes? Like, what's going on? And he's like, is that my Walkman? Yep. <laughs> Oops. And Tony says that he's not on the tapes either. So oh. there's some mystery. Like, why does he know what's on the tapes if he's not on the tapes? Right, right. Tony, he's a guardian angel proven yeah he just knows (laughs) he knows everything (laughs) and then we get like a quick scene at the school where justin and zach are talking about a lawsuit and they like kind of hint toward it in this episode but basically the bakers like hannah's parents are i think they're suing the school for wrongful death so that's like a civil lawsuit um basically saying like oh the school there were things the school should have done to prevent Hannah's death and they didn't do them. So like they're liable. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is basically like, there's like, a st- I think. Yeah. It, like there's basically like the storyline of throughout this season, the storyline of the tapes and all the students kind of like that are on the tapes, like dealing with that and they're talking about it. And then there's also the storyline of like the Baker suing the school and the lawsuit and all of that. It's like, happening at the same time um so there's a lot like going on obviously but Mm -hmm. they that kind of starts later i guess they don't really get into that this episode but they did mention it yeah and then we see the photo that justin took from their date like, she's just, like, going down a slide, but she's wearing a skirt. Right. So, like, her skirt, like, rides up a little bit. And then he, he like, just took the photo at the most opportune moment, I guess, right. when her, her underwear was showing. I don't even think the intention, like, I don't think it's implied that, like, Justin's intention was to get, like, an upskirt shot. I think he right. was just taking a photo of her going down the slide, and it happened to have that, like, angle um but then like bryce is like kind of like berating him like oh like did you sleep with her like 
what base did you get to? Like, whatever. And then Justin, like, shows the photo, and he's like, well, the photo speaks for itself. And it's kind of like, no, it doesn't. Like, yeah, it's like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it truly <laughs> like, doesn't mean anything. It just means you got an angle under her skirt when you took a photo. And it's like, I mean, like, but I do understand how, like, high schoolers are and how, mm-hmm. like, oh, you let a guy take that photo of you? Oh, my gosh, that's so, like, whatever. When it's like, that's not, one, that's not what happened, and two, that doesn't mean anything. But, of course, yeah. it's, like, very upsetting to Hannah, it, it, as it would be to anyone in this situation. Right. And, of course, like, Bryce sent it right. to everyone. So now everyone thinks. And, like, it, it must have come with, like, some kind of caption or something. Right. And um, it was from Justin's phone, too. So, like, it looks like Justin sent it out. Yeah. So then, like, everyone, like, starts to talk about her and is like, oh, you know, Hannah slept with Justin. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, and we, we'll get to it a little bit later, but Clay, like, takes personal offense to this. <laughs> Which is another reason, like, Clay is so annoying. Like, this doesn't, this is nothing about you, Clay. Like, you got sent the photo. Okay, everyone else sent the photo. Like, be a respectful person, delete the photo, and move on. Like, don't take it to heart or whatever. Like, yeah. Like, it's nothing to do with you. And Clay, he, like acts like that because he likes Hannah. Right. Right. He's like not doing it because he thinks or like he thinks he's like so morally righteous, but he's actually doing it because like he's jealous. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. So he's he's like nowhere near like in the right. for this. Right. And we also see like earlier, like when Hannah was like kind of like trying to run into Justin, she would like go to his basketball games and like Clay sat with her one game and you could tell like he was jealous of Justin and it's mm-hmm. kind of like Clay had a chance to ask Hannah out before she met Justin and he didn't. And Justin and Hannah aren't even like exclusive at this point and he still doesn't do anything because he's like insecure, which like is understandable, like whatever. Justin's popular, he's not, like whatever. But you don't have like a, a right to her in any way. Like he has this like weird obsessive like ownership problem where he feels mm-hmm. that if he wants it it's his and that's not a person that's like not how things work yeah no in the present day clay confronts tony at lunch asking how he is involved with the tapes tony tells clay to listen to all of the tapes and if he doesn't it will get worse In a flashback, Hannah sits with Clay at lunch and Clay implies that she should have waited with Justin. Hannah says he hurt her feelings and walks away. In the present day, Clay sees Justin walk out of Mr. Porter's office. Clay finishes side one. Yeah. So he confirmed, I mean, Tony is a, he is at school at the, in the cafeteria, but he is sitting alone. So who's to say Hmm. if he's real or not? (laughs) (laughs) but clay is like are you on the tapes like did you help hannah like what's going on and tony's like i can't tell you any of that which we do find out later but like at this point he can't tell clay he says you just gotta listen to the tapes where things will get worse and clay's like how can they get worse so ominous like (laughs) Like, what does that mean yeah uh but i mean but that's the other thing is like i imagine tony 
did this for all the people listening to the tapes. Like, he was following all of them. He was checking in on all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Clay seems like... it's. I think it's implied that Clay's the only one kind of, like, making a big fuss about it. Like, everyone else just listened to the tapes and moved on. And he's like, I need answers now. And Tony's like, just listen to the tapes. Maybe you'll get your answers. Like, dude. Yeah, have, hurry like, up. <laughs> Twelve more tapes to listen to. Like, let's pick up the pacer. Yep. Yeah, and then poor Hannah, like, everyone thinks, like, she slept with Justin, so everyone's, like, avoiding her. So she goes to talk to Clay, and then Clay's just, like, mean. Right! He's so <laughs> I was like, what mean. the heck, Clay? <laughs> He's like, I don't want to sit with you because you had sex. Or, like, he thinks she did. Yeah. When it's, like, like one, um... like, like, and then he's, like, he says something, like, I forget, they're talking about something, and he's like, well, sometimes it's good to wait. And it's like, <laughs> like, Clay. It's like, like none of your business, Clay. Like, Anyways. Yeah, it, it is none of his business. And it's like, you are not entitled to, like, her virginity? Like, it's such a weird, like, yeah. entitlement he has. It bothers And he me also so just, much, like, dude. automatically believes the rumor. Like, right, he doesn't even too. talk to her. And she's like, what the heck? And yeah, then, he, like, assumes that a photo of her on a slide and everyone else's, like, assumptions and rumors is, like, truth when, like, he supposedly knows her because they work together. Or she probably thinks he knows her, right? Like, mm-hmm. she's like, I spent a lot of time with you. You know who I am. And it's not even to say, like, I would never have sex with Justin. It's, like, it, that's, like, an, that's an irrelevant part of it, right? Like, whether she had sex with him or not is irrelevant because she shouldn't be slut-shamed for it. But it's, like, mm-hmm. just an added layer that it's completely false, right? So she's being slut-shamed yeah. for something she didn't do. And she shouldn't be slut-shamed even if she did do it, but it's just, like, an extra yeah. layer there. And at this point, we don't even, like, see if Hannah has any other friends. Like, it seems like Clay is her only friend, like, real friend. She, like, just has a crush on Justin, but, like, Justin's not her friend. Right. Yeah. So it's, like, hurtful that your, like, only friend doesn't even want to hear you out. Right. He would rather do his geometry homework, which I'm like, Clay, what? First of all, geometry is the worst math. Everyone knows that. (laughs) But come on. Yeah. And then, yeah, this is, like, the start of, I guess, the the bad, all the bad things happening. Right. Like. So I think it is told. The tapes are told chronologically, I think. Yeah, I think so. And she's, like, okay, like, after this, she was, like, labeled a slut. Right. And that's what everyone thought of her. Yeah. I think it's, like, the, probably the next episode where we actually meet her friends. Because she has friends with Jess, Jessica and Alex, who we didn't meet in this yeah. episode. So we must mm-hmm. meet them in the next episode. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's the end. Um, yeah, this one, it, it doesn't really get into that much in this episode, actually. Yeah. Like, not that much happened. It's much, a lot of exposition. But... Because I know what happens in the rest of the seasons, it was, like, very upsetting for me to watch. Because, oh, like, really? I know what it's setting up. Well, I know what it's setting mm. up for this first season, 
And then I also know what, what things are setting up for, like, the rest of the seasons. Yeah, this this one is, like, really tough. Because, like, you know, the the main character is dead. Right. You know, and it, right. it kind of it kind of does like glorify suicide in a way because like right. yeah. you know she she's able to like get revenge, you know, yeah. after she's she died. It's like that that's not what happens, you know, yeah. in real life. And like you know, like people shouldn't think like oh that's the answer, you know. And so it is like I mean I think teen suicide is like a relevant topic, and I do think the intention of the show was good like they they were trying to just like bring to light a lot of issues that happen in high school um but you know the execution was not quite there for all the reasons we've already discussed yeah uh this is a this is a tough one this is a tough show to yeah. talk about um so i don't i don't feel like we should do a who's end game i feel like that's not yeah, quite relevant this is not to this the trauma. kind of, kind of um, show well, that's it for this week. If you like our podcast, go ahead and give us five stars and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at NotAnotherTeenDrama and on Twitter at TeenDramaPod. And next week, we'll be watching Free Rain. Thanks for listening. Bye.